together growing in faith and changing communities. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. My dear friends, today I would like us to reflect on the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 to 13. Brethren, I, a prisoner for the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all loneliness <clears throat> and meekness, with patience, forbearing one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one Father of us all, who is above all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. And his gift were that some should be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers, and the equipment of the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood and to measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. What I find absolutely amazing in this text is that Paul probably writes this in prison. He's writing this not at home, not in the comfort of his bed, but he's rather in prison. And he is not just thinking of himself, but he's thinking of the Lord, he's thinking of his ministry, is thinking of his people. And he says to them, I am the prisoner of Christ. I am the servant of God. And we know that he is in prison because of the gospel. And that for me is one of the most consoling truths that Paul was prepared to die for the faith. He was prepared to suffer for the faith. He was prepared to show witness of the faith till the end of time. He's willing to serve God. He's willing to love God. He's willing to become a witness and to bear testimony of the amazing powers that God does in our lives. That's the most beautiful thing for me. Secondly, he writes to the church to console them. He writes to the church to encourage them. He writes to the church to remind them. Do not he encourages them in what they are going through. He encourages them to hold on to the faith of what 
they've come to know. And he says to them in the most beautiful way, always remember to lead a life worthy of the calling which you have received. Remember who you are. Remember who you are in the presence of God. Remember who you are as the beloved son and the beloved daughter of God. And to a large degree, all of us are called to live that life. A life of being a disciple. And what does it mean to be a disciple? For Paul, as he writes to the church in Ephesus, the most important thing it is to follow Jesus Christ and follow him faithfully. It is to give oneself in the service of God. It is to offer one's life in loneliness and in meekness of heart. It is to live with patience with one another, forbearing in great love. That's what we are called to celebrate the Christian unity. That I am my brother's keeper. I am my sister's keeper. Maintain the unity of the spirit in the Lord. And then he argues so beautifully. There's only one body, one spirit. Just as you were all called, one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God. Paul wants to emphasize the gift of unity. That we are called to love in God. We are called to love because of God. We are called to love through God. And we are called to love God in our brothers and sisters. Can I find that with the people I live with? Am I showing them the love of God? Am I showing them the mercy of God? Am I showing them the kindness that God has shown to me over the years? Are we living in unity where there is no need to compete, where there is no need for an in-fight? Above all, it is by grace that we were given that allows us to receive the gift of God. The gift that we have is not ours. The gift that we have only comes because God has been absolutely amazing to us. And now he illustrates and shows us some are called to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers. But all of this is for the work of the ministry. All of this 
is for building up the body of Christ. And I think sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we use all these gifts for power, for authority. And I say, I'm the priest. I'm the bishop. I'm the cardinal. I'm the prophet. I'm the teacher. I'm the one with the gift of tongues. I'm the one with the gift of healing. And we forget all these gifts are meant to build the church of Christ. And so I need to ask myself, am I using my gift to bring unity or to divide? To build up or to destroy? To honor God or to disgrace his grace? And that is the question. How have I lived my faith? How have I lived my gifts, how have I lived what God ask and demand of us? That is the most important thing. That is the grace to which all of us are called to be, to follow Christ and to be open to what he asks of us as we build the church of God. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us to protect us, to bless us, to guide us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O oh my God, I offer up to you all my thoughts, words, and actions, joys and hopes, graves and anxieties of this day. I ask you to grant me the grace to love and serve you and all those you send my way today. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. May Almighty God bless and protect you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.